How you doing, family? Uh, if you've just joined us, I'm Miles McPherson, Pastor of the Rock Church. Welcome to church today. We have a special service. The focus is worship. Worship as a response is a response of respect and honor and humility in the presence of God. Um, we are going to continue in the spirit of singing worship, but we're also going to teach about different forms of worship. And I want to encourage you, wherever you're at, to stand up, because we're going to be like this the whole service. I'm going to teach, we're going to see video, we're going to worship, sing, we're going to, we're going to do all kinds of stuff, but I want to encourage you not to watch, but to be ready at the moment to sing with us as you engage in the message. Again, if you're if you just turned on, just turn. Uh, if you can hit the share button and share this to your social media network, we want to get this service out. And also, some exciting news: we are uh, live at all our campuses outside. Text info to five two five to five to find out what time every service, every campus has a different service. Uh, but all over San Diego, we are meeting outside uh, on Sundays, and obviously online. We'll be here every service. 8, 10, 12, 6 o'clock online. But just in the mornings, we'll be at different campuses at different times. So check, uh, check the website. But today we're ending our Difference Maker series. And I want to get on our knees and pray. I know I told you to stand up, but you're already ready to, to get on your knees and we're going to pray. And then we're going to get into the, to the message. We're going to have a different message today. I'm going to teach. We're going to worship. I'm going to teach. We're going to worship. We're going to do some different things today. But I pray that everything you hear inspires you to live a life of response, live a life of worship where you're responding to the, to the presence of God that you're acknowledging that he's always right here. He's always right here. He's always right here. He's always right here. He's always, right, he's always completely around you. Just because you don't see him, hear him, feel him like you do the people in your life doesn't mean he's not there. Lord, I pray you make yourself known to people. I pray even now that you would make yourself known and that we would not only see worship as singing, but we would see worship as responding, bowing, obeying, serving, giving, surrendering, repenting, all act of worship. So I thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your grace in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you have a Bible, I want to encourage you to turn to uh, Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25. And I just want to give you a little recap of where we've been. I was, um, I coached Pop Warner football 18, 19 years ago. My son was, actually was like 20-something years ago. My son was 10 years old, 11 years old, 12 years old old. I coached three years. And I remember, and I fell in love with these kids. They were 10, 11, 12 years old. And if you know anything about 10, 11 year old boys, they live preoccupied with doing bad things. <laughs> they just, they always want to get in some trouble. But these kids were, I love these kids to this day. They, they are my boys. I love these guys, but they're little boys. So I remember one time, I was standing, us coaches were standing away from the group and we could just tell something scandalous was happening. 
they're over there doing something. They were kind of, you know, quiet and whatever. And, and so I said, let me go over there and find out what's going on. As soon as I walked over there, they all popped their heads up, started smiling. Hey, coach, hey, coach, hey, coach. And their whole demeanor changed. It was a response to the authority of the coach. It was a response. They knew I was a pastor. It was a, it was a response to the pastors here. So we got to be in our best behavior. Imagine how you would act if you could see Jesus right here, standing right here every day. That's worship. Because if you saw Jesus and he was looking at you every time you spoke and every time you thought something, every time you did something and Jesus was staring you in the face, <clears throat> you would act different than you do now. That's worship. And so we're going to talk about how you worship in your ministry, how you worship in your mentoring, how you worship in your multiplying based on what Jesus did. And my prayers as we <clears throat> finish this series out, that this will be the one that carries you through that you are living your life as a response to the presence of God, the power of God in your life. Three things we've been talking about, the three M's we've been talking about. One, are you leveraging the spiritual gifts to do ministry that expands the kingdom of God? Number one, as a difference maker, you have to do ministry. Number two, are you mentoring or equipping someone else to expand the kingdom of God? Are you ministering, using your gifts? Are you mentoring someone else? And then number three, are you multiplying or sending someone else out on their own to expand the kingdom of God? If you want to be a difference maker in the kingdom of God, you have to minister, mentor, multiply. Number one, like Jesus, our ministry is an act of worship when we serve the community. Listen to what I'm saying. We serve the community. We do hundreds of thousands of hours of community service to San Diego and beyond, but mainly San Diego, as an act of worship. It is a response, check this out, to the presence of God in the lives of the people in our community. Listen to what I'm saying. Don't, don't, don't say I'm going to go out there and worship just because it's my duty and you know I got to check the box. No, I am doing it as an act of worship. Look what it says in Matthew chapter 25 verse 34 to 40. Jesus said, Come, you blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. If I was hungry, you gave me food. I was thirsty, you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. This is Jesus saying this. And the righteous will say, Lord, when do we see you hungry and feed you, thirsty and give you a drink? When do we see you naked and clothe you? When do we see you a stranger and take you in? When do we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And he will say, surely I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to the least of these, watch this. You did it to me, Jesus said. So when we serve the community, we are doing it as an act of worship or in response to the presence of God in those people's lives. And you see somebody who's hurting, you gotta say, Lord, show me you your purpose, your presence, your love for that person, and I want to do it in, in, in response to that. Watch this video. And as you watch this video, I want you to be thinking about all the people who are out there serving, that they're doing it in response to the presence of God and the hurting people of our city. And think that could be you. Check this out.
So we have about 20 staff, mostly degreed social workers and 350 volunteers. And everything we do is geared toward providing services in the home or getting seniors out of their homes to essential services in the community so that they can stay healthy. God bless you. God bless you, sweetie. God loves you. May Jesus bless you today and take care of you. Well, there's a lot of people who love you. Thank you. God bless you. You're going to encourage a lot of people. Thank you. I want to read uh, the third scripture and promise to you. I, I want to encourage you to declare these over your life. This is God's word. As I hope in you, you renew my strength and I will not grow weary. That's God's promise to you. That's what you're going to declare over your life. Amen. We work with the city of El Cajon with this grant money that they gave us. Um, they asked us to give different food than what the food bank was giving. The disabled adults who are living on their own, pregnant women are having a hard time right now. Foster kids that are aging out, ages 16 to 20 years old. Families that are fleeing from domestic violence during this. These people are hard to reach. So connecting to organizations already connected to those people groups in El Cajon was so helpful. Our team just went after those groups. Thank you for giving. When you give to us, we give to others. That's what this is all about. What's up, kids? How you doing? Yeah, if you ever, ever doubted that God got you, he's got you. I've been laid off for two, since this virus, I got laid off because I worked with the elderly and they were scared with me having children that the virus would come to them. So they let me go. So I'm struggling right now, I'm just struggling. Lord, thank you for this family. We pray you bless them. Thank you for this opportunity to be a blessing to them. Thank you for all the people who enabled us and empowered us to give this food to this family. And we pray that you would stretch it like the fish and the loaves that it would last long they can ever ask or imagine. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, let's give the Lord a hand, come on. Prayer is something that unifies everybody, no matter, you know, your denomination, no matter your race, your language. I mean, we're praying in Spanish, we're praying in English here, because when you can unify under prayer, there's nothing that separates. We all cry out to God. We all understand the importance of praying to God, crying out to God. This is a humbling of our city, humbling of ourselves, and also it's pulling the church together. I mean, when God's people come together in unity on one thing, which is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, He will show up and shake some things up. This will be a day that will go down history as God moving in San Diego. Today is our Military Heroes Festival. Right now it's about being the church. We see you, God sees you, and we want to make sure you feel that love in a real practical way. So we're taking families all across the campus so they can have different experiences in each lot. We will provide them resources, backpacks, food items. Our theme this year is superheroes, and we've really wanted to honor what they do. We have some superheroes coming through with some giveaways. We have a DJ, and they'll be following those fire trucks over there to Lot K, where there'll be a big party. We're all in costume, and we all use our swords and our weapons to stay social distance from each other. And obviously, I've got a pretty good mask to keep me safe. As a military veteran myself of 24 years, I know what it's like to have a young family 
And here in San Diego, financially, it's challenging because of the cost of living here. So we're really excited to just serve them and thank them for their sacrifice to our country and all that they do for our freedom. Let's make this our prayer, family. Sing this out. Here's my heart, Lord. Here's my heart, Lord. Here's my heart, Lord. Speak what is true. Cause I am found. Worship is a response of respect and humility when the glory of God, the goodness of God is revealed to us. Point number two, like Jesus, our mentoring is an act of worship when we serve one another. John chapter 13, verse 12, right before Jesus was arrested, it says, so when he had washed their feet, taken his garments and sat down, he said to them, do you not know what I have done to you? He had just washed his disciples' feet. And he said, you call me teacher and Lord, and you say, well, for so I am. If I, then your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. We respond to the glory of God, to the example of God when we wash one another's feet, when we serve one another, when we forgive one another, 
when we overlook one another's faults, I want to encourage you to have a posture where you can wash people's feet and look to be a servant of them as Jesus was to his disciples. As humbling as washing someone's feet is, it is also humbling to have your feet washed and Jesus' disciples had to allow him to wash their feet. And I want to encourage you to have a posture, a heart posture of service in response to the example that Jesus set for us. Next week, we are going to have a communion service. And before we go any further in this service, I want you to be thinking about the posture of your heart between now and then, that you would have one of humility and surrender. Because as we think about communion next week, we are going to take communion in remembrance of what God has done for us, not only washing our feet and humbling himself to wash the disciples' feet, but he gave his life for us. And so for the next week, I want you to be thinking about in response to the glory of God, the humility of God, the humble posture of God towards us, that we would have a humble posture towards him between now and next Sunday and prepare your elements at your home to have communion with us next week.
John chapter 9, they brought to Jesus a man who was blind all his life. And Jesus spit in the ground and made mud with his spit and washed the guy's eyes out and said, go wash in the pool. And he went and washed his eyes and he got his sight. And the religious people came to him and said, how did you get your sight? And he said, Jesus gave it to him. He said, no, 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 not him. You have to give glory to God. And the Bible says in nine, chapter nine, John 9, 24, 25, they called the man who was blind and said, give glory to God. Worship God, because God did it. Because we know that that man is a sinner. So give glory to God. And here's what he said. Whether he's a sinner or not, I don't know. The one thing I know, that though I was blind, now I see. Number three in our notes, number three. Like Jesus, our multiplying is an act of worship when others proclaim the goodness of God in their life. Remember we started this by doing ministry with your gifts. You need to know what your spiritual gifts are. Mentoring others in their gifts so to expand the kingdom of God. And then those you mentor, send them out to multiply and use their gifts to build the kingdom of God. So here this guy is blind. He gets healed by Jesus and he says, look, they tell him, give glory to God, worship God, praise God. And he says, no, 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 I'm gonna give glory to Jesus because he's the one who healed me. He says, you can call him what you want, but what I know is that I was blind, now I can see. I was on cocaine, now I'm not. I was a horrible sinner running from God, and now I'm a lot less sinner <laughs> running towards God. You're going to hear a story in a minute of a young man, teenager. He's going to talk about, I was blind, now I see. But here's the question. If you know Jesus Christ, you need to worship him by responding in your serving, responding in your community service, your service to one another, respond in your giving, respond in your reading, respond by your obedience to the glory of God. That is worship. Don't think it's just singing. It's how you live your life as a response to the presence of God in your life. And if, you, if your life burns with passion for Jesus Christ, people will come to see you burn. But if you never ask Christ to be your savior, the first act of worship, the first response is to surrender your life to him. When you realize that you're a sinner, you realize that the penalty of your sin is death and that left to yourself, you will die and go to have hell. But then you hear about Jesus, that he came and died for your sin and rose from the dead. The only reasonable worship, Romans 12, one and two says, the only reasonable worship is that you surrender your body a living sacrifice. That you say, Jesus, forgive me if I have sinned. I surrender my life to you. You hear a young man's story, and after you hear this young man's story, I want you to consider your life, and I want you to consider, consider taking an act, step of worship to respond to the goodness of God in your life by giving your life to Jesus Christ. Andrew, come on up.
Hey, what's going on, Rock family? My name is Andrew Gallegos, and I'm from the San Ysidro campus. My testimony goes like this. I used to be like most high schoolers my age. I was lustful, I was deceitful, I was self-centered. And I was always chasing these fleeing desires and these fleeing passions, but they always left me empty. They were always lacking and they always left me wanting. The circumstances of my life, they made my heart bitter. They made my heart into a stone. Whenever people would try to come next to me, I would push them away. I was always angry and I was always sorrowful. I was so stressed out about finances. I was so stressed out about the future and I was so stressed out about what people thought of me that I had no peace. But then Jesus happened. He transformed my life. He transformed me from the inside out. He gave me a love like no other, a peace like no other. I was looking for happiness, but I found eternal joy in Him. He blessed me and He put people in my life who mentored me, who shepherded me. They gave of their time. They gave of their energy. They poured out their love. They discipled me. And through God's grace, His mercy and His love, and His love working in them, I am who I am today. Since then, it has been my job, my mission, to tell everyone of this transforming love. I think about how I was, where I come from, and how I've changed. I think of the pain I felt. I was lost. But Jesus, but Jesus, think about how people are suffering who have been in the same boat that I am and all I can think to myself is if you only knew if you only knew maybe you're in that position right now in this season of your life you're so stressed out about finances you're so stressed out about what people think about you you're carrying so many burdens you can't take it this is what Jesus says come to me all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest he wants to give you rest but before any of that can happen you have to surrender to him and it is as simple as a B and C Admit that you're a sinner. That we've all fallen short of the glory of God. That the penalty of sin is death. Believe, believe with your heart that Jesus died and took on the punishment that you and I both deserve. And he rose on the third day. 
commit your life to him. Confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that he is Lord. Would you close your eyes? Would you bow your heads? And if you would like that to happen, repeat after me. Say, dear God, I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that I've messed up. But I believe that Jesus, he died for my sin and was risen on the third day. I confess with my mouth and believe with my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. I commit my life to you, God, because you gave your life for me. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you said that prayer, if you said that prayer, it may have been as simple as A, B, and C, but the magnitude of that, the magnitude of love that God has for you. And if you said that prayer, would you text SAVE to 52525? We want to connect with you. We want to give you some resources. We want to say welcome your family. So family, as one, let us continue to worship God. Oh, we give it all to you, God. Well, let's worship together, family. Let's sing this out.
Give myself to you. 